The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, now celebrating its 10th anniversary. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairytale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairytale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money-saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Marissa Martin about her wedding ceremony in front of the castle at Magic Kingdom with a reception in Storybook Circus at Magic Kingdom. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Marissa. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. Yeah, so my family and I have always gone to Disney World ever since I was little, and he's only actually ever been once. And my mom and I actually run the Disney Princess Half Marathon. And so once Michael and I started dating, he started coming with us to the races. And so we would go every year together. And he actually proposed to me at the Run Disney Princess Half Marathon in 2019. So we kind of knew from there that we wanted to keep that tradition and and get married at Disney. That's wonderful. How did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? Well, I don't think anybody was really surprised. They knew how much I loved Disney and how much we really enjoyed going together and how much actually both of our families had started going together before we even got engaged. So I think everybody kind of knew. So they weren't really surprised, but I think everybody was really excited. (laughs) Now, how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We had 160 guests that we invited and 110 were able to come. So we had a big group. (laughs) That's wonderful. Did you set up a room block for them? We did. So we wanted to make sure that guests were comfortable coming and we wanted to make sure we had a price point for everybody that they felt comfortable booking a resort at. So we had a value uh, resort, which was Pop Century. And we did the Caribbean for our moderate and then the Grand Floridian for our deluxe resort. And then since uh, my husband is military, we had a bunch of rooms reserved at Shades of Green as well. Oh, that's great. That's a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) Now, how did you decide to have your ceremony and reception inside Magic Kingdom? When initially we were looking at venues, I knew I kind of wanted to do something different for my guests. I also did the Disney College program in 2014 and I worked at Magic Kingdom in merchandise in Frontierland and so one of my favorite parts 
of being able to work there was when the park was closed and you, the cast members were the only people there and getting to see the castle all lit up and just see Main Street all quiet. It was like a hauntingly beautiful feeling where there it's filled with thousands of people beforehand and now you can just see it empty. And so I really wanted our guests to also experience that. And I figured since they were traveling from all over the place, I really wanted to make it an experience for them. So we decided that Magic Kingdom was the place to do it. That's great. Now, I can probably guess why you chose to have your ceremony directly in front of the castle. (laughs) But how did you choose Storybook Circus for the reception? One of our favorite movies is The Greatest Showman. And so when we were kind of looking at reception venues to go along with Magic Kingdom, I thought Storybook Circus would be a great place for us to have the reception because we were able to incorporate some of the elements from our favorite movie into our reception and I thought it would be a good experience for our guests as well. That's a great tie-in. What were some of the other reception locations in Magic Kingdom you looked at? So they were giving us Tomorrowland Terrace as an option and It just felt more like an outdoor restaurant to us than an actual place where we could dance and have a full reception. It didn't feel like us. And that was really the only, or like we can do it in front of the castle as well, kind of have it staged more behind the castle that at that point for the reception. But Storybook Circus felt more like us. And I just thought it would be kind of a cool theming area. And you didn't need much decor for it because it already has a really good ambiance. So we kind of wanted to cut down on some costs in terms of the decor. So we decided to go with that venue. That's great. Where did they set up all of the tables and everything? Was it under that little awning or was it kind of out in front of Storybook Circus? So it was all over Storybook Circus. So that was one thing I was nervous about initially going into it. I didn't know how it was going to be laid out. But when you go under the sign to Storybook Circus, you see like the big, big top area where they have the merchandise store. And right in front of there was our welcome table where we had the gift box and the DJ was right next to it and they created a little like dance floor area. And then right behind that where the entrance to Dumbo was, our head table. So Michael and I sat right in front of the Dumbo sign and we had three tables in front of that. And that's where our family sat. We did all open seating. So we had a mixture of rectangular tables, circular tables, cocktail tables, high boy tables. It was kind of just a mishmash of tables, but it all actually worked out really well. So people could get up and mingle and didn't really necessarily feel tied down to a seat. Oh, that's great. The dance floor, they kind of created an area. So the DJ was up on a riser and they had lights around the actual dance area and kind of like formed a circular area where we could dance. (laughs) Got it. Okay. Now, sometimes you have to kind of take what they offer you for date and time. Did you guys ask for a specific date or time? Or did you just say, hey, what can we have in this window? Initially, we were supposed to get married May 15th of 2020. But obviously, that got canceled because of the pandemic. But when we were rescheduling, we were kind of looking at the winter time frame and just seeing what they had available because we knew we wanted to push it out a little bit further just so that our family felt safe traveling. And they came back with the 20th, which is what we chose, or the week after, which is the 27th. And so 
we decided to go with the 20th, which was a Thursday night. And we figured our family members could kind of make it a long weekend and enjoy the park for the rest of the, the time that they had. That's wonderful. Now, there are tons of restrictions on Magic Kingdom weddings, like when they can be held and then extra charges for things like lighting. Can you talk a little bit about the planning process? Yeah, so the planning process, I I really enjoyed it at first when we were (laughs) pre-COVID, but after it was kind of, it definitely felt a little rushed. We got our final BEO the Saturday before we left for our wedding. Wow. And they did throw a lighting package at us that Saturday. And we didn't know the price of it until that Saturday. And it was quite a hefty bill to kind of take on last minute. And I think that was something that we were kind of grappling with. Because at first, when we did do an initial walkthrough of the space in 2019. And they told us we didn't need a lighting package. They were basically pretty, pretty adamant that the lighting in Storybook Circus was adequate enough. And then to kind of have it thrown on as we're getting ready to leave was a little bit of a shocker, but we managed and it was, I think everybody, it was definitely a safety issue because the dance floor was lit up better. And I think a lot of people appreciated the lighting package because you could see things a lot better. And I think our photographers appreciated that too, but yeah, there's a lot of restrictions and you're definitely kind of limited but if you ask nicely we found that you can you can get away with some things like having an outside photographer and having it we had an outside live event painter too so we we did have to get special permission for both of them but they were able to accommodate that oh that's wonderful to hear was there anything that you asked for that you weren't able to have Yes. Um, so my, my husband was really upset because we, he's in the Marine Corps. So we really wanted to do a sword arc and we had been told no by Disney several times. And we thought it was just like a general safety issue. And so we kind of put it on the back burner, but then on their Instagram, probably like a week before our wedding, we saw another couple at Seabreeze Point, I think it is, have the sword arc and we were still told no because it was the Magic Kingdom safety issue. <laughs> so, yeah. So they were telling us we would need to write a letter to the head of Magic Kingdom security. And at that point, we kind of just gave that up. <laughs> mm. But that was the one thing he wanted and and that we couldn't do that. They were offering us like lightsabers and stuff, but it's not traditional military. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, last time I checked, they don't use lightsabers in the military. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so we were kiboshed on that, but all in all, it it went pretty smoothly in terms of the planning process, so. <laughs> good, okay, good. Now, how did you choose your officiant? So we chose Catherine Amundi, and she was awesome. So I saw her on the Facebook page, and the first time we Skyped with her, she just felt like a mom and just knew what she was doing and just very on top of it. And when I saw her on the rehearsal day, I gave her a big hug and it just felt, (laughs) (laughs) she just was so sweet and I'm so happy we went with her. She really made a lot of Disney touches to our ceremony. We didn't want anything super traditional. We were going to get married at Disney. So I was, I wanted those Disney touches and she even put pixie dust on us that during the ceremony. So I, I'm really happy with how everything turned out for that. 
That's wonderful. Now, you mentioned a DJ. Did you have any other kind of entertainment at the wedding-like characters? Yes. So for our ceremony, I was pretty insistent that we have Anastasia and Drizella there, and they were able to come. So they met with guests 30 minutes before the ceremony, so as they were seating, and they were kind of acting almost like uninvited guests would act. They were kind of talking to the little kids about meeting their prince and how do you meet your prince and trying on the glass slipper and all of the cute little interactions with the kids and with the adults as well. I think everybody really enjoyed that. I didn't get to see too much of it because we were taking photos at that time, but I did get to take a photo with them. So both Michael and I have had really great interactions with Anastasia and Drizella when we were there for our engagement. So I knew that we wanted to make them part of our wedding. That's wonderful. And that's a great idea because Disney won't let you have characters for the actual ceremony. But I like that idea of having them while people are being seated. So then people can interact with them and it's kind of something to do while you're waiting for the ceremony to start. Yeah, exactly. So it helped kind of kill some dead time while we were still we were also still trying to finish up some photos beforehand. And then in terms of other, we had the carriage for that and not many people knew about that. So what was really nice is they came up with this idea is as the ceremony was starting, they had me go around the hub in the carriage. So people could see the carriage as everybody was walking down the aisle, but I could also actually see the ceremony. So I wasn't hidden somewhere. So I was able to like hear the music that we picked out and see everybody walk down the aisle. So I, I did enjoy that aspect. And then we were able to kind of surprise our guests at the end and we had fireworks go off on the castle. And that was a really awesome moment. I haven't seen photos yet, but I'm really excited to see what they look like. (laughs) That's fantastic. Now, how much did they charge you for fireworks on the castle? So we got them down to $5,000. Wow, that's a bargain by Disney standards. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just to to go off of our lighting package was about $15,000. So to have the fireworks, I was like, I'm not getting rid of those. So yeah, that was one thing that both Michael and I were like, that's the, and I thought they told us it was going to be like a little sparkler. And I was like, fine. Um, But no, it was like, we had four or five big ones go off. And then they had the whole castle, like the rainbow ones that shoot up. We had that. It was just really pretty. Wow. And that was right after the kiss or? Yeah, it was during the kiss. Yeah. So as soon as Catherine pronounced us husband and wife, they went off. Wow, that's amazing. And that's interesting about the lighting that they added the last second for 15 grand. That's like the cost of some people's entire wedding. And to just throw that at you at the end. That's amazing. Yeah. And luckily, we had Jamie as our planner. And she was so understanding about that because we were kind of grasping it. I was like, am I going to have to lose stuff? I was like, the biggest expenses right now are the carriage and the fireworks, and I don't really want to lose those (laughs) because we have been planning this for three years, and to not have that budgeted out, that it's a pretty big big expense. So they were able to make some accommodations in other areas to accommodate for that lighting package so that it kind of evened out better. She was pretty understanding that this was like very last minute. (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. Do you feel comfortable sharing what those were? Yeah, so she was able to reduce some of our ceremony fee as well as we got a 10% discount off of our um, food and beverage. 
Oh, that's great. Okay. Well, that's good. Then it wasn't like the price of a whole nother wedding slapped on top. Right at the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they were, Disney was great in terms of making sure that we were, that they didn't know it was going to be that much. It, I think our biggest like overall critique or just like advice is for entertainment. Since we had so much entertainment that we wanted, we always had kind of like this estimate on our BEO. It was like, this is your estimated package. Like everything had a penny next to it. And then they were like, this is an estimated total of what it will cost. We never actually got like a final breakdown of entertainment until our final BEO, which was given to us like maybe two weeks before. And then, then they added the lighting package after that. So it was just hard and something that we kind of we're always on top of them. Like we just need a breakdown of what we're paying for in order for us to kind of make decisions. And besides that, everything was pretty well done. Okay. That's good to hear. And probably going forward, they will charge people 15 grand for the lighting package, but they'll tell them about it up front. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. As long as people know about it up front. (laughs) Yeah. And did you have any other entertainment? Did you have characters at the reception or anything? Yeah, so we had Mickey and Minnie in their circus attire at the reception. They came out for our cake cutting. Oh, that's wonderful. Did you guys have to wear masks? No. Oh, good. Yeah, so we didn't have to wear masks, and our guests didn't have to wear masks for photos with them. And uh, they were out for about 30 minutes, and then they left. And I guess our other entertainment was the live event painter. She was still painting throughout the night, so that honestly, that was probably the best thing that our guests were raving about the whole night was her painting and she did a wonderful job she did our first kiss with the fireworks and everything like that so she she did a great job with the painting Ooh, that's awesome so do you have any menu items or cake flavors you would recommend michael really liked it's such a strange combination but he really liked the peanut butter cake with the cookies and cream filling <laughs> so we had that as our top layer since it was the smallest layer but guests actually like that one probably the most in terms of the flavor combination if you like sweet then you'll like that i think my favorite thing and what guests were talking about is we had braised beef like a short rib and it was soaked in moonshine. And we had that at our tasting. We were actually able to go to like a menu tasting pre-COVID at Epcot. And it was delicious. And so our guests really loved that. As well as we had like Dole Whip. And our whole menu, I basically, when I first reached out to Disney about the menu, I didn't tell them anything I wanted. I just was like, we're doing a circus theme. We really like junk food but we want it to be upscale junk food. <laughs> and so, so they really did a good job. I just gave them free reign to, I was like, this is kind of the budget we're looking for to help us come up with a menu. And then the chefs had a great time. Apparently that's what they were telling us at the tasting, trying to come up with different, like they did like a poutine that had different toppings and we had the cheeseburger spring rolls as well as like a mac and cheese, but in a cone, kind of like at Disneyland, how they have the cone stuffed mac and cheese. And we had a champagne cotton candy. And uh, we did like Mickey ice cream bars and things like that. So that was really fun. And I, um, we did a brunch reception, our bridal party, a rehearsal brunch 
at the Enchanted Rose and their preset menus are delicious. We really loved the food there. I really liked the menus that they offered. Okay, I'm still hung up on the moonshine. Do they have like hillbillies (laughs) making it in a bathtub? How does this work? (laughs) I have no idea. They, I think it was, it was like an eight hour, like they based it at eight hours for in a moonshine. And we also had this Jack Daniels pudding cup thing that was like, kind of like when you're kids with like a gummy worm on top of it. (laughs) I don't know who made our menu, but they, (laughs) they were clearly inspired and it was delicious. I didn't question anything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So you had a welcome party at Enchanted Rose. Did you add any other events around your day, like a dessert party? Yes. So we had a dessert party um, at, what is the French pavilion? The Eau de... I just call it the French pavilion so that I don't have to pronounce French. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The French pavilion. Um, We, we had a dessert party there and, uh, so that's where things kind of went more awry for us, I would say. <laughs> our, our, in terms of the wedding and everything went off without a hitch, but the dessert party, uh, Michael's family graciously planned this for us. We were so excited and it, it everything was great. The only issue was that the van driver who came to pick us up didn't know where he was going backstage in Epcot. <laughs> uh, so we got lost for an hour. Oh, an hour? Yeah. <gasps> yeah so and we we had like little gift bags for everybody so there was seven of us in the car to help kind of carry these gift bags for everybody to kind of take with them and we got there an hour late and we didn't know it wasn't kind of told to us that there's two parts of the French pavilion that people can use for dessert parties and we had the part that only had stairs And the ramp was being used by another bridal party, but there was a lot of people in our party that had wheelchairs, scooters, and strollers, and they had to go through the other bridal party to get to our area, like in the middle of their food and stuff. And it it was fine, but I know like it was a little awkward for them to have to do that. And they felt a little awkward doing that. Right, right. I think... We just didn't know that it could be shared with two people. Right. Okay. Any recommendations from your menu there? Oh, yes. Um, people really liked the churros flambe. I think people went up for like seconds or thirds. Uh, and then the meatballs. We had meatballs and then like a chicken teriyaki and a fried mac and cheese balls. So they all really liked that. That sounds great. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran? Yeah. So we started hair and makeup at 5.30 p.m. And I had two bridesmaids, two flower girls, and then my mom and his aunt were all getting our hair done. And the boys started getting ready around like 8.15. The boys were have to be on a bus to Magic Kingdom by 9.45. We did have to get security, and all guests had to go through security at the Grand Floridian at a certain time. So Michael had to go through security at 945 and get on a charter bus that went and dropped the guys off and then came back and picked up the girls at 1030. And so we went through security, and then Michael and I did our first look around 11 o'clock at Magic Kingdom. 
And then we did family photos there and bridal party photos there. And then a few of just us until about 12, 12, 15 in the morning. And then guests started to get come in and get seated. And then so the ceremony was from 1230 till about 1 a.m. Reception lasted until 3.30 a.m. And it goes by really fast because at one o'clock we were announced. We did uh, our first dance and then my dad and I did a dance. And then by then the food was open, everybody was eating. And then it was time to cut the cake. Mickey and Minnie were out. And then we did some dancing and then it was time to leave. (laughs) So it goes by really fast. The one thing I wish they did, they did a really great job. They had somebody help us get food. And somebody help us make sure that we ate. Uh, but nobody, well, Michael told me later, but that nobody told us that there was cake at our table. So I never got to try our cake. <laughs> <gasps> yeah. So I was just like, oh, that's the one thing. I wish somebody pulled me off the dance floor and let me have the cake. But they, they were really great. They got us drinks and made sure we, we had our initial meal. And everything tasted really good. And all of our guests were saying how, how great the food was. So. That's wonderful. Now, another thing I have started asking because I see so many people who give up their dream of having an in-park wedding because they're worried that guests will balk at the late night start time. Did you find that that was an issue with your guests? Initially, I was worried because we had my grandma came and she's 94. So I was worried how she would do, especially because at least for us, the buses were consistently running to the hotel until 2.30 a.m. And then you couldn't leave from 2.30 to 3.30. You had to get on that last shuttle. So I was worried that people might miss that shuttle and then be stuck there for an hour. But I don't think many people left early. Everybody was on the dance floor. And because Mickey and Minnie were slightly delayed, they were kind of after that 2.30 time frame. Some people, I think, stayed a little bit later. But there there was a lot to kind of see and do. And I, I'm really happy with having those entertainment elements there because I think that helped keep people awake <laughs> and have <laughs> adrenaline and the uh, we had JW for our DJ and he was wonderful he pulled everybody out on the dance floor that was my biggest fear is that people didn't want to dance <laughs> and so he had everybody out on the dance floor and it, everybody was having a good time and every pretty much everybody stayed until the end that's wonderful when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention and your budget? So obviously the, the location was where our, a lot of our budget went to in entertainment. I wanted to make sure guests had an experience. Uh, we were pulling them out from all over the country and I wanted to make sure that they enjoyed themselves as well as we had a fun. I wanted to make sure Michael and I had a, had a fun time as well. Um, and then we also focused on well I focused on my dress that took up some of the budget Uh, but I'm really happy I did because I really wanted it to be I figured I'm getting married at the castle I really want that Cinderella moment so the dress was a part of our budget and yeah so basically entertainment location and and dress okay and then what aspects were less important where you saved your money or just your effort decor (laughs) um so we didn't do a ton of floral which I'm happy with 
we did some pedals along the aisle runner, but we did a lot of lanterns and twinkle lights. And that's all we did for the tables as well. And um, we saved money on decor because the park itself was kind of the backdrop for everything. Um, so that, that was good. Though I was, I think people should keep in the back of their head if they're going to do it, especially Magic Kingdom. A ceremony, it kept me up at night for weeks because it was supposed to rain. (laughs) Luckily, it did not. But if it were to rain, our backup location was the contemporary ballroom. And I was having a panic attack because I just didn't want my vision to be lost because we didn't have a ton of decor. So I was really nervous of how uh, the ballroom would look without any decor in it (laughs) because they, they told us they couldn't necessarily buy things as like a backup situation it would be everything that we had from the ceremony and the reception already planned into the decor so it's not like I could have had a draping or any other elements to it unless it was also going to be a magic kingdom interesting okay so out of all of this what was your favorite memory of your wedding (laughs) Um, I really liked our first look. That was really nice because it was just Michael and myself and we could breathe for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and and being able to just be in the park by ourselves well, with Elle was really nice to just kind of take in that moment before it got kind of crazy. And I really liked just having our friends and family out on the dance floor. I honestly didn't think people were going to dance as much as they did and just to everybody have such a good time and enjoy the evening uh, was really special and just to kind of like take it in for a second because the day goes by so fast that you blink and it's gone so just being able to see everybody having such a good time was really nice that's wonderful now it sounds like it didn't but did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected it went I think as smoothly as it possibly could. <laughs> we did have a lot of coordinators there. We had four from the fairy tale weddings team, and then I think we had at least four or five from Magic Kingdom itself there. <laughs> so they were very on top of everything. So it ran smoothly. I wish we had more time for photos uh, for myself and Michael because it just felt like we didn't have a ton of time for more like of those formal photos, and we did cut out the Magic Kingdom park shoot because I figured we were getting so many in the park anyway. Um, but I, I do wish we had a little bit more time for, for photos. Okay, got it. And was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? Definitely. So I was worried about the DJ. Um, I didn't hear from JW to the day before and obviously he's very busy. Um, but I wanted to make sure he had our songs. <laughs> that we wanted to like for our first dance and for our entrance and for father daughter dance. I didn't have a song picked out until probably four o'clock on the day of when he gave me suggestions <laughs> for father and daughter. So, but he was amazing. He knew what songs to play and it kind of went very well. So I, I have nothing, nothing really to complain about in that. I think what I learned, especially with Disney is if you kind of give them an idea And you don't micromanage it as much. And I'm kind of a type A, so I like to plan and kind of be a part of it. But I was learned that if I kind of say, hey, this is what I want, 
here's kind of where we are in terms of a budget and step back from it, they were able to create something way better than I ever could. So I just kind of went with that for the whole planning process. That's great advice. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? You mentioned more time for photos. Yes, I would try and push a little bit because the park closed at nine and guess so when Michael had gotten got to the Magic Kingdom he said around like 9 50 but last dinner guests were starting to walk out so there were still some guests there but I I would kind of push and see if there was any way to get in there earlier just to have like a even like an extra half hour to get more photos I think would be the one thing um and I guess maybe push a little bit harder for that sword arc (laughs) Uh, you almost, you can photoshop it or something <laughs> yeah yeah so do you have any other tips or advice for future disney couples i think the biggest thing is just to have fun with it i know communication is hard right now with disney and that's definitely something we experience but just to have as much fun with the planning process as possible because the day does go by so fast and taking in all those details on the day of that you picked is great to just kind of be like oh yeah I chose those chairs or yeah there's the aisle runner that I wanted so just to kind of uh, enjoy that process and make sure you eat your food and your cake and all of that because that's probably the one thing I regret (laughs) (laughs) that's great advice Well, Marissa, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Disney, especially if they're interested in the Magic Kingdom. And I appreciate your taking the time. You're very welcome. Thank you so much. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairytale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.